Pull up a chair and tell me your memory. Why does it matter to you? I want to hear your story, your point of view. Tell me what happened to you. Hi, and welcome back to Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features folks from all walks of life telling us one true childhood story and how that event, that experience, has impacted who they are today. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood experiences, some of them painful, some of them quite pleasant. But I'd like to think that everything that's ever happened to me has made me who I am today, and I'd like to think it's made me a better person. Now, that may not be true, but that's what I like to think. Anyway, Tell Me What Happened is sponsored by Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's classics, I've Got Peace in My Fingers, and One Little Act of Kindness. All right, today I have as my guest, Caleb Frankel. Caleb is a longtime family friend, but also co-founder of a financial technology company, Early Bird, which helps parents, family, and friends collectively invest in a child's future, starting at the earliest age. Welcome to the show, Caleb. Thanks, Jay. Uh, really happy to be here. Hey, man, I am so happy to hear here too. I know you're a busy guy. I know your your business is is booming and you're working all the time. But what I'd like to do is just ask you to tell us the one story, and then when you're done, I'm going to ask you simply one question. How do you think what happened to you as a child has impacted you as an adult? So you ready to tell your story? I'm ready. All right, take it away, Caleb. So I am a native Chicagoan. Born and raised on the north side across several neighborhoods, which is part of my story, actually, that I'll get into. I am the older brother of Gabe Frankel, my youngest brother. And then I have a stepsister, Lisa the Claypool. My dad is Gnome, and he grew up in Detroit, Michigan. My mom is also a native Chicagoan, but born and raised on the south side in Hyde Park. And my story really is about both the importance that family as a whole and what can happen when family is uprooted or there is a change in the nuclear family, especially as a young child, and the impact that that can have both in the immediate for your kids and, and opportunities that it presents for those children in learning from that and creating survival mechanisms in order to become brighter, bigger, stronger, more resilient human beings. And that's really how I look at my story. So uh, when I was a young kid, I had a very loving, traditional Jewish family. I remember very vividly being the older brother, uh, sorry, the first child and not knowing that I would have a younger brother and really receiving all the love from my parents, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles. When my little brother came in order to make sure that I knew he loved me and would I'd still be appreciated even as now a second child uh, entered our family. Uh, they had gifted me roller skates courtesy of my younger brother upon his arrival and that was amazing. But my story really turns south as many kids unfortunately do when my parents got divorced. I remember somewhat the trajectory from ages probably four to seven. But once my brother was born, he was three and a half years older. So I remember arguments being had. I remember across the board, I remember grabbing my brother and running down to the basement and making sure he didn't hear 
what they were saying and we sort of had fun and played games while they were maybe arguing or working on something and it was I don't remember the pain I remember being so much more a protector and feeling a responsibility and an identity tied to this is normal parents fight adults don't know how to communicate and I am my younger brother's protector and that felt really special to me but I always thought at that, I remember thinking at that age that everything would work out, that this was normal and this is part of a traditional family. And then at seven, that changed. Uh, my mom, who definitely supported my dad as he sort of was working and my mom was more stay at home, taking care of the kids. She stuck up for herself. It's something that I learned much later in life. She was unhappy in the relationship and wanted more, wanted more respect, wanted more to feel empowered. And she asked to split up with my father, uh, not asked, she demanded, and they ended up splitting up. But my the, the real aspect of the story that sort of changed my life and that I share often with people of sort of what, what has impacted you at the age, from age seven to about age 12, I moved 20 times within a one mile radius in 20 different houses. And so not only did I not, so divorce is very common, but for many children, maybe there's the stability of, you know, one parent being there, or there's stability of sort of two houses that you can call home. Unfortunately, and I don't know if this was a logistical mistake on my parents' part or prioritization of self and selfishness on their end, uh, in some ways, I'm still reckoning in therapy with some of this, we sort of followed along, my brother and I followed along as my parents sort of moved from house to house. And it wasn't a finance, necessarily a financial issue. This was sort of we want, they wanted to be close to each other. They wanted to still be in the city. They also wanted equal access and time to their kids. But that caused sort of the complete instability of not having a centralized home. And so I remember not having any of the clothes or school work that I needed at the house that I was staying at. But what also happened is towards the end of that time period, after my mom had moved several times on her own, she ended up moving in with my grandparents both her mom and her dad, who have been divorced as well, and lived with and we lived with them, respectively. We also started spending a lot more time with my dad's parents. And so the sort of immediate family close to us, we were absolutely supported by and uh, welcomed in, in a way that I don't think is often seen. And so I think I saw love and support from others outside of my family. And that goes for our relationship, Jay, you know, and our mutual connection as family friends, the Boyers were also part of that network of people who welcomed me in when I didn't have stability at home. And, and so I started to spend a lot more time with friends, parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, and really found respite, comfort, support, and peace in other nests that I didn't necessarily wasn't blood related to wasn't born into, but was able to use that as a survival mechanism in to find happiness and to receive love and stability that I didn't have. And so that's my story. I thought you might tell that story or part of that story. I wasn't privy to all of it at the time. I did know that you hung out a lot with the friends of mine, mutual friends of mine. And uh, subsequently, I realized because I know you're both your folks, that, that they got divorced, et cetera. But I didn't know that you'd traveled or moved around 20 times and that you'd, you'd had all those experiences. And I feel bad for you and Gabe, because I know you both. 
the good news is, from my point of view, is that I know you now as adults and you guys are both highly successful and you seem both seem happy. I think you are. So Thank whatever you. happened to you back then, I'm sure you still carry it, as you mentioned, but I'd like to think that you came out all right of it, but I'm not going to, that's not for me to say. I am now going to turn it to you and say, how do you think that what happened to you as a young man, as a, a maybe a seven-year-old, a seven to 12-year-old, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. all the 20 times you moved and everything else, how do you think that has impacted who you are today as an adult? Yeah, my story really impacted me in, in several ways that, that I've sort of reflected on over the years. The first, being comfortable with the uncomfortable and the unknown. Now, I wouldn't choose this for my own children, but the lack of stability forced me at a very young age to never rely on anyone else to find peace and find comfort. And that it was on me in the world as a whole, in any situation, not just at home, to find that comfort. And if the situation was uncomfortable, there's nothing I could do to necessarily change the situation. I could change my attitude towards that situation, or I could go elsewhere to a situation that was different. And that gave me a sense of control over my being that I applied in all social settings, in so many professional settings. The second was around confidence. It is one thing to have the endless love and support of your parents. And in some ways I had it, in many ways I did not, or I didn't know it. And I still at times struggle remembering and still appreciating their full love. But what I got instead was a bigger community that told me that I was special, that I was important, that they loved me, and that I was capable of anything. And when you have a constant community connected to you that puts food in your mouth, that spends money on you, that creates memories for you, that's life-changing. And that was in so many ways a catalyst to uh, the company that I started, Early Bird, as well. And the last point and thing that I think I really took away from this story and period of my life was simply resiliency and how much I actually do have in me. I think I'm in many ways, I'm my harshest critic, but I can look back now on what I had for many years deemed a very normal childhood and recognize what I overcame and how much I've created from uh, what was never an easy situation and my ability to navigate uncertain waters to create something really special. And like I said on the first point, it's incredibly empowering to be able to have a sense of who you are and where you came from and use those as tools to create a different future or a better future for yourself and for the family that you want to create. And that's kind of where I'm at now in my life, both as uh, an adult and a loving husband, uh, soon to be father and a founder of a company that's mission is entirely dedicated to supporting children from traditional, but more making it a norm to collectively, financially and emotionally support the children that we love uh, because um, we're all required and we all can make a difference whether we live in the same city or we live on the same block a child picks up a lot from the people the adults that are around them 
and carry deeply and forever the memories that are created when you spend the time with them. Well, you know, the thing about you, Caleb, that you may not know, but I think you do, is that I, I was a school teacher and I knew you in school, you, in your high school, you, you went to the same high school that I taught at, but I knew you before then. And I thought, this is the most confident, successful guy I know in the sense of young people, because you never seem stressed about anything, you know, in terms of just the way you presented. I mean, obviously it tells us that. Yeah, find me the night before an exam in high school and I was not a confident young guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, trust me when I say that I realize that we all wear the veil, as the poet says, is that we don't really know fully what other people are going through. I mean, I would never have imagined in a million years that there was any storm in your life at all. You seem to have like a the golden touch in terms of the way you appeared. I'm not saying it was true. I'm saying it appeared that way. And I think yeah. Gabe also, your son, I hear son, Gabe, your brother came across quite confidently. And I, I like that about both you guys in the sense that I knew you and I'm happy that you're both doing well. But yeah. the notion of community, I think you really did hit it, which is not only is it your parents, but you, in your case, you had your grandparents helping out. And then you also did have family friends guiding you or, um, you know, providing some sort of stability or deeper understanding of the value of you as a person or reminding you of it or reiterating it to you. And mm -hmm. maybe that's why you seem like one of the most confident men I've ever met I and mean, young men that I've ever met. Again, you appear to be that way. I'm not saying that's really who you are. I realize that I don't know you well enough to know how deep you know it goes, but you always struck me that way. I've known a lot of the Boyer friends and, and other friends, young men that I, you're my daughter's age, by the way. So I knew you as a consequence of my daughter being your, in your class, your high school class. But anyway, yeah. you know, we, you always appeared that way. And I do think that there's, you, you really hit on something, which is we need a larger community. It's not just about mom and dad, even, you know, it's in your case, you had the grandparents. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And friends, parents uh, are just as important. And I think what that positivity from my broader community created was a sense of eternal optimism and that no matter how hard stuff got, I always could find a light and that I have a lot to think sort of continuing to grind and find the next thing that would help me find the light or the next person that would help me find the light. And uh, that's sort of how, how I approach relationships. There is, there's a give and take in all relationships and hopefully I can be, a light to my kid, of course, but other kids and to other people in my family that when things get tough, uh, everybody needs somebody. And it, it's not just blood and it's not just familial. There's different times and different places and different people. And I've been fortunate enough to have built and found the community that's helped me get to where I am. And I hope to do the same for others. I love it, man. I love, I love the concept. You know, I've always liked your concept uh, of early bird, but it is more than just financial. Trust me, I, I do understand that intellectually. The idea that you know we build we build this community, and I, I really appreciate you coming on this show because I know you're busy, as I said, and I got some insights today that I didn't know. But a uh, big fan of your optimism too. It's a funny thing because. I was raised and nobody got divorced or anything like that, but I'm not, I'm nowhere near as optimistic as you are. <laughs> so I respect There's it always so silver lining. That's yeah. beautiful. That's genius. I wish I had it like you have it. But anyway, thank you for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me, Jay.
All right. Well, that's our show. I'd like to thank once again, Caleb Frankel for coming on the show, telling us that sad, powerful, redemptive story. And so until next time, this is Jay Rehack asking you all to please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm.